Hello and welcome to The Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hey, hi, Hal. This is Abhijit from Springworks. Welcome you all to the another interesting episode, the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode, we have Mr. Navin Patel, Director of Global Talent Acquisition from Affine. Hi, Navin. Good morning. How are you? Hey, Abhijit. I'm doing good. How about you? Yeah, all good, all good, Navin. Great to have you here. So before we start our discussion on different aspects of HR technologies and HR functions, so can you just tell uh, our listeners a bit about yourself and your career journey so far? Sure. I have an exciting career journey. I never uh, imagined that I'll be in HR world sometime. You know, I, I come from a business background and I've done my MBA in marketing and finance, right? But I never knew that I'd be in uh, TA. But it happened by chance. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, this is the journey that started from marketing to a BPO organization, uh, you know, to a talent acquisition. Okay. Uh, so, and that's how, you know, I thought first, you know, HR was the simplest of all the roles that are there during my MBA. But mm-hmm. actually getting into HR, I got to know that it's not as easy as people, you know, perceive from outside. Uh, there are you know, a lot of challenges, a lot of uh, work that goes behind the scenes uh, to ensure that, you know, things are running smooth for employees and candidates. So, you know, I okay. started. Okay. my career with marketing uh, you know, for a year and a half and then moved on to BPO for another two and a half years for which I joined Accenture where I you know, I would say a, a great journey for 10 years mm-hmm. where the company grew leaps and bounds you know, from 32,000 employee base in India to 200,000. So that's the kind of growth uh, journey that was there and a lot of learnings in terms of growth, volume, complexities, uh, niche hiring, right? So that's the kind of exposure I got in that particular organization. And and after that, I did my stints with Brillio, another organization into analytics and Mindtree. And currently, I've been with the find from the you know, last one and a half year. So overall, it's been a very enriching journey of, you know, a close to about 18 years of you know, work experience. Okay, great, 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 great. Nice to hear from you. So in this uh, long journey of your work experience, you have seen like uh, different kinds of landscape of people and work and you have seen different cultures and also that is completely a different shift from post-COVID and pre-COVID, right? So but in this new age of landscape and work, so what do you feel like that is like what all the different building blocks of a robust employee experience strategy should be? So what are all the key trends that the leader has to follow to build on today, especially after COVID? Yeah, so uh, it's gone through a tremendous change. Earlier it was, you know, uh, employers were, you know, the center of everything, right? People used to, you know, pay focus or attention or there's a lot of demand for employers, right? Example, when Infosys Pro, the IT boom started, right? So everyone were kind of, you know, following these biggies right uh, mm-hmm. and now it's a situation where uh, the employees are the center right where everything revolves around talent right because they have become important and there's a lot of demand and uh, you know, they are the actual revenue generators for any organization and that is where the tremendous shift has happened uh, you know from uh, employees picking up whatever uh, you know employer has to offer to what you know employers are started to customize what an employee needs right because everyone is different and obviously there's a huge shift from you know, mm-hmm. what people were expecting earlier to what millennials are expecting and millennials are having very very different uh, yeah. career aspirations very very mm-hmm. different personal aspirations and to meet that you know obviously uh, you know, we have to customize look at you know how do we Keep them engaged, and especially post COVID, mm-hmm. where uh, things are all uh, working from home, people are on hybrid models. People are very, very clear on what they want. 
Like unlike mm-hmm. everyone, you know, whatever employer decides, you know, no one is ready to really look at it. There are even companies who are facing attrition just because they've started hybrid model or they started calling employees back to office. So there's a kind of shift that's happened. So I think uh, mm-hmm. from employee experience perspective, they try to keep hybrid at certain uh, you know levels or trying to you know, give flexi hours of you know coming to office, you know, say for maybe six hours or eight hours in a particular day, so that they beat the you know traffic uh, peak hours. So that's the kind of flexibility they're able to provide. Mm-hmm. Because they've also realized that employees can still work from home and uh, you know deliver. That's something I think the COVID has uh, taught all the mm-hmm. companies, and they're comfortable with that uh, model now. Okay. Uh, but obviously, uh, there are you know uh, ways in which they would want to engage the employees. Uh, there are uh, some of the employees, or most of them, have joined during the pandemic time. So they've never met the leadership, you know, and there's mm-hmm. some amount of uh, culture that they would want to bring in uh, into those employees, you know, bring in that particular bonding, bring in that belongingness uh, to a particular organization. I think. These these are the reasons why they would want to still continue the hybrid model, uh, even though companies probably can save something by shutting down their offices, uh, you know, admin costs. But I think not at the cost of, you know, of building a great uh, organization through the employees, right? So that's the reason why they are still bring them to offices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to add on your question, as you said rightly, the millennials as of uh, for this generation especially, uh, they have a completely different aspect, right, of how the work environment should be and how the job structure would be and the culture would be. And you have seen different sets of people as well. So what is the unique difference that you feel like the expectations from the, some old employees and also from a millennial generation? Do you feel like they are expecting more from the companies, like they are looking for some friendly environment or what is their expectations, just out of curiosity? Sure. So from the old school, they definitely require uh, people to perform work in a certain particular pattern. Mm-hmm. Millennials, they would, uh, you know, they don't like uh, you know, micromanaging. They wouldn't mm-hmm. want to be given a you know, fixed time to work or log in mm-hmm. or log out, right? So that's the kind of flexibility they look at. They're looking at uh, people, they're looking at managers, they're not looking for managers, they're looking for leaders. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's so they want people who can groom them, guide them, or help them out and not just, you know, deliver tasks and follow up on those tasks, right? So they're looking at people who are there. Plus, they're also looking at how do they uh, groom and, you know, grow themselves in that career, right? In different skill sets. Mm-hmm. So that's something that they are constantly looking at. They're looking at changes, right? They are not, you know, looking at working on a project for continuously for three years or four years, you know, in the same environment. They are looking at rapid changes, right? They would want to maybe, you know, change the projects if given a chance every six months so that they're working on new technologies, new skill sets uh, and different. So that's under the aspect. Plus, they're looking at a lot of perks and benefits, right? Mm-hmm. We also have certain town halls where you've seen people asking for things that are currently probably uh, being given by some of the companies in the market, right? Yeah. And they start, you know, even demanding, expecting, you know, every organization start delivering that because you know, that's obviously different between, you know, a product organization, mm-hmm. services organization, what they cannot afford. But uh, they just, you know, heard someone, you know, from their friends getting that benefit and they would expect something similar. So that is, mm-hmm. uh, I would say, a change. And obviously, uh, from a compensation side also, they, you know, always expect a better comp, you know, than what they've been getting, better hike. And they're also very smart now, right? Unlike mm-hmm. earlier generation, they were still happy. But currently, they would, you know, just want to make money. And there are even some of them who would pick up additional jobs, consulting jobs, freelancing jobs to you know, make that extra buck uh, that they can do. So that's the kind of work that these, uh, you know, new millennials are looking for. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, as, as you rightly said, the difference between the old school and the millennial generation. So then the approach from the employer perspective and also the HR functions perspective would differently change, right, from old school. Say, just for an example, I've seen like people from old school would love to do the filling of timesheets and um, asking approval, managers approval for uh, taking leave and all those. But then this people are not, people are expecting millennial generation are expecting some tech savvy because they are tech savvy already. Okay, so in this generation with technology at the forefront, okay, for HR innovation and transformation, how is Fine empowering businesses today to rethink what's possible in designing the employee experience steps that you have taken and assigned to especially satisfy the millennial generation. Right. So we basically look at uh, what are the interventions that can be automated or in the kept 24 bar 7 where people mm-hmm. are you know, working in different time zones or you know, or we even have employees in US. So we look at how do we uh, you know, provide that particular experience in terms of managing some things on the road. Right? So one is definitely communication on time for whatever is happening. We also have a you know, chatbot uh, which will basically address a lot of queries, a lot of questions around the policies mm-hmm. that is also taken care of, uh, you know, by the chatbot. And then we also kind of, uh, you know, uh, automated our performance management system also, right? Uh, and we also have a quarterly check-in. We have a half-yearly check-in, and then we have a annual uh, performance appraisal cycle. Mm-hmm. So all that's automated. So we have done away with. There's no bell curve system here. So that's something that you know employees like because we rate them what they stand for, right? And uh, irrespective of you know the total employee base that we have. So that is another thing that we automated. Plus, we also have monthly town halls. And currently, mm-hmm. we're all working from anywhere. So okay. you know, we don't have a hybrid model in place. So we ensure that we have a regular town hall, mm-hmm. which takes care of everything, right? Where we take care of appreciating people, interviewers, uh, you know, employee referrals. We talk to them about our uh, business that's, uh, you know, growing. Mm-hmm. What are the prospective clients that are there? What's the achievement that we've got? Appreciation meals from the clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also talk about, and we also talk about, uh, you know, one of the functions every town hall in terms of they are able to talk about you know, what is that function stands for, who are the people, what do they do. So that way people get to know and uh, understand a fine as an organization okay. quite well. Uh, the different initiatives that we have uh, you know, done or different awards that we have won in the market. Right? So we ensure that this is something which happened uh, sacrosanct uh, in the last at least I would say uh, eight months now. So okay. that, that is something which will definitely connect uh, those people. And also uh, as HR practice, we have the, you know, the HRBPs talking to uh, employees uh-huh. uh, at a certain frequency to ensure that they are you know, engaged at the same time. If they have any concerns, those are voiced out because they generally don't get voiced out automatically or in a large forum. So that's why the HRBP is coming to play and ensure that you know these inputs are taken from the employees. We come up with some strategies, plans that will address these issues of employees. So that's something that is being done constantly because we are in a, in a work from home model right now. And mm-hmm. I think that's quite important uh, for our organization to ensure. And it's a very uh, lean organization. And uh, we ensure that you know we are addressing uh, all these needs from you know, I do get it. I do get it. So as you see, especially in 2020, when COVID suddenly hits, everything has to change into remote and we have no idea and we have no time for planning on how to do. And after COVID, as you said, like the expectation from employees has also got difference and they are completely flexible on working from home. And like uh, companies are expecting employees to back to offers and to also satisfy employees. They now like adapt hybrid culture as well. So 
still do you feel like there are some uh, challenges that still needs to be addressed especially on hybrid working models because uh, we had no time on converting into a remote but when we are going on to an hybrid model we have but still there are like especially in india if you see like when uh, when say suppose there is an office at bangalore and most of the people are not from bangalore they are from different states and especially mm-hmm. when you're adapting these hybrid models there would be different different issues that needs to be addressed so still you feel like there are some open items that are challenges that employees are facing on a hybrid model how difficult it is to moving into a remote culture to a hybrid model so it's definitely going to be difficult so example uh, you know when we wanted to start off as in a hybrid model and that's when we did a you know pulse check uh, to figure out mm-hmm. you know, what is that employee want and uh, you know we figured out that we have employees who are you know spreading across 25 uh, you know cities right now so they are mm-hmm. within india they are from different 25 cities and if yeah. they have to relocate you know there are a lot of challenges and a lot of people are reluctant and they are also saying that you know some of them also said that they will try it you know, in case you know they are forced to go on a work from mm-hmm. a hybrid model right and uh, i know also within bangalore uh, what we've seen is even if people want to work from an office you know they are located in different parts of the city and yeah. uh, people are aware you know that bangalore has got uh, you know yes, problems and other infra problems right so within bangalore also people are reluctant to travel to office right and mm-hmm. figured out that this is not definitely going to be a long term solution and and something that we can still live with right and that's how we decided that up to december 2023 uh, we declared work from anywhere and post that we will mm-hmm. take a call but again i think we will continue this model because it's a win win for employees and uh, even for the organization and okay. Uh, okay. with the hybrid model you know people have to be relocated to bangalore and mm-hmm. you know, we might some of them we might again end up losing those talent good talent right and just just because we moving to a different model right so i don't think we would want to walk that path right now but uh, there are also challenges in terms of uh, you know people even in bangalore also if they come back again right uh, some people already settled uh, in, in their you know hometowns with the parents and you know they have got the priorities right and then they have to shift to bangalore again then they'll have to again maybe find places and i've even heard from some of the people that the real estate prices have gone up even the rentals have almost doubled in some of the places so that's just going to erode some of the saving that an employee could do and that's the reason why people would want to stay back in their own places and uh, not not stay in, in a chaotic traffic situation in bangalore and come to an office where you know probably there are some merits in it in terms of being able to meet but what we have also done is we also come up with a particular plan where would we would be inviting all the employees uh, you know by uh, a particular you know, account so they would travel down to bangalore you know we would uh, take care of their travels accommodation in bangalore for a week's time so that's the time when they would get to you know engage bond with their team members and then they can go back so we're trying to see how that particular part you know where people have not even met their team members in the last you know one or two years are able to do that so that's something that we have done uh, as a plan and where we will pick up those teams so you know they come to office spend some time and we have moved to a smaller office right now so that you know, people who want to come to office and work they are more than happy so example i go to office at least a couple of times in a week right to uh, you know engage with my leaders you know engage with other uh, stakeholders in the team okay okay so especially uh, working on a uh, remote and working on a hybrid culture or even work from office uh, some key thing uh, which employee see is the work life balance okay so especially when uh, flexible hours coming into a picture 
okay, the boundary between the personal life and the work life gets blurred because they log in at every point of time. Before, when they are working from office, they'll just work in office and after that they go home and they spend time with family. But especially when working on a remote or a hybrid culture, it seems like people are working more than what they expected. So how can leaders create an environment says that they can easily switch off from work and have the work-life balance? Say, what are some key advices that you would like to highlight here and how leaders can plan this to have employees' work-life balance in this? Right. For this, there are two things. One is leaders should not be doing micromanaging, right? Where people are not available and there should be a, a set of hours that people can be expected to be available. Not like, you know, entire nine hours where entire organizations, for example, you know, some of the organizations practicing that 10 to 5 is your, you know, peak time. So you can probably log in late or, you know, log out early, but that's the time when everyone should be there together so that people can work together, right? So that kind of environment and flexible environment. So it should not be business, you know, whenever a boss is there, you know, someone has to be available, right? And even I personally keep telling my team, you know, I sometimes answer my mail at 12, 1 and I've seen employees, you know, replying back uh, immediately. So I tell them, you know, please, you know, no need to you know, respond back. I'm just clearing my email because I found time, but doesn't mean that you have to you know, respond immediately. Please uh, do it tomorrow. You know, I, I encourage than that right so this not follow just because i'm because i'm at my comfort zone my comfort timing i'm replying back to certain emails so i tell them also you know, not to do that so i think that's something the entire uh, leadership should be aware of right? so that people are not feeling the pressure of you know being responding back to them and giving them flexible timelines of producing a task right? so that they don't have to log or log in you know late in the evening or on a weekend. I, I especially do that. I used to have meetings starting at nine o'clock with the team. And I figured out, you know, that not everyone's early starter or probably, you know, at home they have children or probably they're getting up a little late or they work till late. So I'm mm-hmm. meeting from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock so that, you know, people are, you know, joining because I don't want, you know, nine o'clock where some people are running late or not fully participating in the call. And that's the reason I moved that to, you know, 10 o'clock call, a daily stand-up call. Mm-hmm. So that we are providing flexibility and sometimes we record some of the sessions and people are not able to make for any session, right? So we even do the recording and leave it so that people are able to catch up on something that they have missed, right? Uh, so those are the different time, kind of things that we can do to ensure that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, employees are able to go through recordings of something that uh, probably they missed out. Maybe because they had to go somewhere or attend to their parents or, uh, you know, I've personally been or a fine has personally been very very flexible with uh, you know all these things so we understand that employees might need time off you know maybe to go to a bank or maybe for a loan or wherever and that might happen even on a weekday so you know people are transparent enough they uh, inform everyone saying that you know i'm, I'm gonna be out of uh, you know office for an hour or two if there's something else please reach out to me on my phone so that way people are aware you know that someone is there, not there. So that's kind of transparency that we are inculcating at a point, you know, and, and people are respecting that, you know, there is no, uh, and uh, there's no, you know, approve of kind of culture. If I want to uh, off, I just inform my boss that I'm not going to be there for now. It's not like I have to take a permission, but I just inform them. So that way they have, you know, been very respectful, uh, you know, and given the flexibility to, to all the employees. Okay, okay, great, great. So we, we have spoken about the work-life balance, how to play, uh, adapt on the hybrid model and how to make employee experience better with all these connecting all these Definitely technology is going to play a major role in this because the transformation from uh, pre-COVID to post-COVID is completely rely on the technology, HR technology, which are helping HR people to smoothen their function and make uh, their life much easier. So what is an advice that you would like to share uh, with our community members on leveraging technology to bridge the employee experience? Sure. So I think there are a lot of platforms that are available in the market, uh, which mm-hmm. you know uh, HR team can leverage on. But I think... Uh, 
uh, you know, in my personal experience that I've seen so many, uh, in so many years, I think there should be a limit to which you adapt technology, right? While it's all fancy, they talk about AI, ML, and you know, all those things. But I think they can definitely never replace the human touch. And I think that's something which is missing. And while initially people are all happy about it, uh, even if you look at the new generation, they are too much into mobile. But mm-hmm. somewhere they get into depression, somewhere they, get, they feel that personal touch of humans, right? And I think that is something that people should always strive for. And that is a game changer, right? Uh, there were days earlier, you know, where people used to talk. They have enough time to interact with people, socialize in person. And that time you never heard of you know, people t- taking help for counseling or anything else. But now because people are, you know, so individual, maybe at home most of the time, on the devices all the time, you know, they start uh-huh. seeking for these kind of help. And this is happening because that personal element, someone to listen to them, you know, it's missing. So I think that human element touch should definitely be there because that can never be replaced by yeah. any machine. True. It can be temporary, momentary, uh, yeah. you know, mindset saying that something is there, but obviously uh, it will not be the same as uh, another human. So I think they have to automate in a way that can enable the employees to perform, you know, maybe a better technology, better systems, uh, better processes, or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, getting some self-help uh, tools, uh, you know, which are uh, for transactions and other areas. But apart from that, they have to definitely invest in something which is, you know, getting in touch with employees to figure out what is there. And there are also a lot of organizations who are also, you know, arranging for one-to-one, uh, you know, platform or counseling and help. Uh, because sometimes employees are not comfortable in talking to someone within the organization. They just would want to talk to, you know, someone, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know. So we are also offering that kind of help to people so that they are uh, you know able to talk to whom they want uh, and you know everything is kept in complete confidence uh, and they are also able to uh, get that particular uh, counseling which is required for them and then we also keep hosting certain sessions to inspire motivate employees uh, you know by the leadership talks or sometimes we also get uh, you know people from outside who can do this kind of inspiration talk and also we look after the mental wellness right and health being uh-huh. so that's something that we are doing currently from periodically because that's something people are looking forward to and they should ensure that they are doing participating in all these things uh, you know, while they are still working uh-huh. okay okay great great that's a great piece of information so thanks Navin Patel thanks for your time uh, and sharing your experience and uh, your ideas on how uh, technologies can be adopted and how uh, the uh, strategies can be taken on improving the employee experience thanks thanks for your time hope uh, listeners had a nice uh, listening session on uh, from Naveen Patel on uh, how uh, employee experience can be improved and how technologies can be adopted into HR functions so uh, stay tuned thanks for listening to us and stay tuned for a more interesting episode on shape of work podcast and this is Abhijit signing off uh, from us thank you all thanks Naveen for your time yeah thank you Abhijit